buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny, episode one. Today we're going to discuss Mel Bernstein, the Dragon Man, make a prank call about a Mosin Nagant, talk about the new V1 series from Huntack Gear, and highlight a company called Gun Candy. Today's guest is Sean Heron from We Like Shooting. Hello, Sean. Hello, Ava. I'm obviously Ava Flannell, and this is Gun Funny. Uh, so welcome to the show, everyone. So, uh, Sean, thank you so much for joining my first show. It's I, I feel like we don't record enough anymore. I know. I uh, this I, I don't sit here often enough, and I was really excited to sit here again. But the best part is, I don't have to do anything for the show. I just get to show up and look pretty. Uh, okay, well, the best part is, is we're actually totally winging this show. Are we? Yeah, we are. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're winging it. So, okay, well, um, nothing like being, being uh, well-prepared. Yeah, well, that's why I invited you, because I'm not really prepared. So if you could just like guide this along, that would be great. Yeah, I literally just showed up, and I'm pretty hammered right now. So Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, perfect. Um, so what's new? What's going on in your life? Uh, you know what? So I guess the the biggest thing that's going on is obviously around We Like Shooting. Um, we were named about, I don't know, six months ago as the number one podcast on the Firearms Radio Network. Well, Jake from the Firearms Radio Network uh, wanted to pursue different things in his life, so he... Uh, he offered the network to me, so I've acquired and become the president of the Firearms Radio Network, and that's been a ton of work, but it's a challenge that I definitely think uh, me and my team can handle, or my team and I can handle, I guess, is the, the correct English. Can we get, do you have like audience uh, audio or anything like that, like clapping? Like clap. Can we get a, a round of applause? I mean, for At me. At the end of the day, that actually is really huge. Like that's, that's really big. That's a huge accomplishment. Um, I know you have a lot on your plate, which is why I appreciate more than anything you coming on my show. And, um, if you could just host it from here on out with me, that would be great. <laughs> well, no. Oh, thank you. Thank no, you. Audience, See the audience, they shut love up. it. They no. love it already. Uh, you know, I've got, I've got a lot. So I'll, I will tell you this, that Jake started something amazing with Firearms Radio Network and, uh, it, it is my honor and privilege to take that over and just try to take it to new places. I'm I'm really excited. I've got a lot of great ideas. Uh, we've been really successful with We Like Shooting, and I look forward to implementing a lot of, the, a lot of that with the existing shows on the network, uh, one of which will be this show, Gun Funny. Uh, one of my first moves is to bring on Ava and her new show to the network. Yeah, it's perfect. I didn't even have to sleep with the president. See? I'm See? already on. It just happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, that Wait, doesn't mean... Wait, is Jake married? Uh, oh, yes. Oh, man, I screwed up again. Ugh. All right, well, Terrible. can we just talk about SIG, like what all is going on with SIG? Oh, my God, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Here's the thing. Um, if I see another meme, oh, I'm just going to continue to laugh because they're actually really, really funny. And, uh, I mean, the people that are creating these, um, I haven't, I really haven't seen any that weren't funny so far. But that aside, um, I don't know. I do. I do feel bad for SIG. At the end of the day... They are a company. We're all human. We make mistakes. I know in the firearm industry, there isn't, uh, there shouldn't be, there's not a lot of room for mistakes, but um, they've, I mean, they're a pretty good company and this is kind of a hiccup and I've heard, you know, some rumors that there might be a lawsuit with that police officer, um, but I don't know. I kind of feel bad for them. End of the day, they're a company. They they answer to their shareholders and, and stockholders and and the, the employees and look, the employees have families and the people that are in the leadership at SIG have families. And, you know, did they know that there was an issue before they released the gun? Maybe, maybe not. It's, it's well, they definitely it to be seen. They definitely came out with um, a kind of a quick fix. Yeah. Like, pretty quickly. So it, it kind of does make me there is some speculation that maybe they did know about it. You know, it's not like they could just come up with a quick fix no. in two days. So I think they knew about it. I just don't think they knew about it necessarily when the gun released. Or maybe they did and they made a calculated decision. Look, I mean, when you put something out, when you do a recall, uh, when you put a new product out, you have to take into uh, you have to you have to put some thought into what happens if you have to do a recall. Recalls are extremely expensive, but you have to outweigh will the lawsuits that result from the fault in our product outweigh and become more than the cost of doing a recall. And if the, if they think that the lawsuits and settlements for that do not outweigh the cost of a recall, they're not going to do a recall. Now they're kind of called out in public and that's the, end of the, that's the end of the road for that. They have to do a recall. It doesn't really matter what it is. So they may have some lawsuits. They may have some settlements. They may have some recalls. At the end of the day, do I think that the people who own SIG are evil and, and uh, you know, they're just the worst 
kind of people? No, I absolutely don't. I think that there's a lot of great people at SIG. I think that SIG has a pretty good reputation mm-hmm. in general. But at the end of the day, the memes are pretty funny. I think the internet likes to go on witch hunts. And uh, I think that that's kind of what this is. We, yeah. we we latch on to either Voda or High Points or now SIG. It was Springfield a few weeks ago. Springfield really owes SIG a beer at this point because they took some of the focus off of them. But at the end Actually, of the day... Actually, and there was a recall recently with uh, the Ruger Precision Rifle. I just got that email this morning. Oh, really? What was that yeah. for? Uh, something something with their bolt. I didn't really huh. look into it, but I, I was actually thinking that maybe it would take the heat off of SIG. Um, in fact, going back to the meme, so there was, this, there was this company that came out with a t-shirt, and it literally has, like, you know, a, a SIG 320, yeah. and it's, it's dropping on its you know, on the back and it's firing and, uh, and it says like, we like shooting or something. <laughs> okay. Look, I'm responsible for a so, lot of the memes. <laughs> it's so funny how like people could just point fingers and, you know, Hey, look at the end of the day, I don't want to crucify them, but I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the jokes. Like, uh, you know, that's just, who, that's who I am. I enjoy the jokes, but at the end of the day, I don't want them to get, you know, witch hunted. I, if I, I actually don't know. I don't own a SIG. But, and if, but if I did, I wouldn't sell it. I would, I would, if I owned a 320, I would send it in and have them fix it. And then I would continue loving the 320. I have a ton of friends that have 320s. They absolutely love them. They adore them. I'm totally okay with that. I don't think there's any reason to sell your SIG. Just get it fixed and then move on with your life. But in the meantime, if there's some good memes, if I can get a good laugh out of it, I'm going to do that. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate a good laugh, yeah. which is why I created the show. Exactly. It is gun funny. So. Moving on to the next segment. Wow, that's an interesting okay. noise there. That's really awesome. I'm yeah. really regretting having you on as a guest. That's a great idea. If, <laughs> remember when I asked if you could uh, shut the... Uh, Don't even really know where that sound's coming from, okay. but uh, moving on. Why do I feel like that's probably Aaron calling right now? It probably is. At this point, I don't know. All right, so um, going into deconstructing the industry. All right. Let me play that for you guys. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. So guys, normally I would have a guest, um, but I wanted my first interview to be my dad, who happens to be Dragon Man. And um, I actually, I've kind of kept it quiet the last couple of years, mostly because I had my own thing going. I didn't really want to piggyback off of his success because I feel like everyone's success should be, um, you know, should be self-created. But uh, he is my dad. Um, he's been published uh, all over the world. He's uh, internationally published, newspapers, magazines, lots of interviews, TV shows, and he's also known as the most armed man in America. I wanted him to be my first interview because um, even though I only shot my first gun a few years ago, I really have my parents to thank for the fact that I am in this industry. The reason why I became uh, an instructor was because my mom was an instructor. And um, and I kind of felt that if I interviewed my dad that I would be able to ask a lot of questions that a lot of journalists don't have the guts uh, to ask him. And in addition to that, you know, I figured if, uh, if he was lying to me, I would call him out on that shit. <laughs> so here is the interview. Hey, I'm Ava Flannell and I'm with Mel Bernstein. This is gun funny. And as you guys know, I'm going to, uh, this is my first show and my first show, I figured that it would be kind of awesome to interview my dad, uh, mostly because, uh, him and my mom have played a big role in the fact that I'm in the firearm industry now. Um, and I just thought that it would be a good interview. You're really well known, successful. And if I interviewed you, I know for a fact you can't lie to me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So how did you get started, um, in this industry? Well, I moved out here from uh, New York on Long Island in 1981, and uh, we wanted to get into the gun business. And of course, you know, it's pretty hard to do it in New York, and you can't buy this many acres, you know, to have a shooting range. Mm-hmm. So we moved to Colorado, took a chance. I figured if it doesn't work, I could always move back. And uh, I'm very successful out here. Now we have seven shooting ranges, we have five businesses, uh, we're over 220 acres, and, uh, you know, I'm living my dream, but you got to so, remember, I worked for it. So, but when you, so initially when you were in New York, you had a motorcycle business. 
right. that you would rebuild, rebuild molders. Right. And then the reason why you moved to Colorado is because you wanted something that was uh, centrally located because majority of your business was mail order, correct? Correct. Right. Okay. And then is this, I just remember mom telling me that how you guys got into the firearm industry is because somebody owed you guys money and instead of him paying you guys, he gave you guns and you sold them and then realized there was a profit. Right. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So that's how, and then that's how you had the, the gun store. And then after that you made a shooting range and then after that was the paintball. And then at what point did you start the museum? Uh, well, really, about probably close to uh, 30 years ago, the museum. What I'm, was out, I'm out here going on 37 years now. Wow. Yep. So what was the first thing that you collected, and what made you decide to well, start a museum? I got Army Jeeps because, you know, we're buying uh, 30 and 50 caliber machine guns and 20 millimeters, and, of course, you can't hold a fully automatic 50 caliber machine gun, an M2, and shoot it. So I started buying Jeeps, Army vehicles, to put the machine guns on. And after I got about 15 to 20 vehicles, I just kept buying them. Um, I said to uh, my wife, Terry, uh, maybe we should register this building and make a museum. And uh, it took her over two and a half years for the IRS to approve us to have a uh, nonprofit museum, 501-C3. Wow. I remember when she filed that paperwork. And then at at one point, so you guys are not government-funded whatsoever. This entire museum is built... From you, from you and and mom. Yep, it's all our money. Yep. Um, and then, what would be like a typical every day you wake up? What does your typical day look like? Uh, well, the first thing I do, I get up about five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, because it's hard for me to sleep late uh, because I want to work. Mm-hmm. I'm a worker. Most New Yorkers are. <laughs> now, everything would be different if I was born and raised in Pueblo. That's true. Right. <laughs> But uh, what do you call it? Uh, well, uh, you know, I go out to eat. I go all different places. Everybody knows me. And and then when you're at the restaurant, you send Melissa and I a selfie. Melissa being my sister, he he just learned how to uh, take a selfie with the cell phone and send text messages. So we get the selfie. You eat breakfast. Right. Yeah, I eat breakfast, and I come back, and I do my chores. We dump the garbage. I feed the dogs. Uh, I set up the shooting range. Uh, I really do a lot of work. I do what it would take the normal three people to do. I work every day. Even though I'm closed Monday, I still work half a day cleaning everything up. And then I get about eight hours off to go shopping. And then, really, you never take vacations. Never growing take up, vacations. Growing up, you never took a vacation with, with any of us. Yeah. Because you were always yeah, working. Always working. But that's how you get ahead. You got to work. You snooze, you lose. Yeah. You know, you got to keep working. I'm a worker. Plus, if the people that are watching us seen what I have, uh, it's pretty hard to leave all this alone. Because I know, but if I got robbed, by the time the cops get here from Dunkin' Donuts, half my stuff would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> um. So do you remember, okay, so you're in the firearm industry. Do you, at what point, like I mentioned before we started the interview that I was going to ask you what your first gun was and you said that you have it and that you were going to go and get it. Um, So you have it here. So what is it? This is a Daisy model 102. My dad gave me this when I was 10 years old. I have this gun for 61 years. And that's legal in New York? Uh, It's probably (laughs) the only thing that's legal. (laughs) But, uh... In fact, my carry permit in New York to carry a 38 uh, revolver, mm-hmm. it, take, it took, and this is 30, you know, 36 years ago, it yeah. took 13 months to get a carry permit, and you could only go to four different places with the gun. Meanwhile, I'm in the motorcycle business, you know, I had all these outlaw guys coming in, and they all have guns, and they don't have a permit, you know. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, yeah, this is my first gun, and it probably still shoots. Okay, if you guys want to know something, this is a Daisy, and I haven't shot this gun since I moved here. That's 36 years ago. And I'm going to, it's got BBs in it. You hear the BBs? Yeah. And I'm going to try it out right now. <laughs> so this is how you cock it. See? And back then, that was pretty hard. I remember I had to put this on the ground like this and stand up and push that down like that and then like that. And uh, let's see if it shoots. So, all right, just make sure you don't hit my camera guy. I need him to edit the video later. Well, so. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. See that army helmet over there? You ready? Should I cover my eyes? <laughs> yeah, my ricochet. Okay, here it goes. It works. Okay, that's great. Nobody died. <laughs> wow. wow, that's something. First time I shot this since I moved here. 
Yeah, that that's, was a lot of fun. I didn't realize that you had it's your first quiet. gun at I don't ten. Even need a suppressor. No, definitely not. In fact, I have a um, what is it called? Uh, a woodpecker. Maybe I could borrow that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, at looking back, and we won't say how old you are, but you're pretty. You look really good for your age. Yeah. Um, you tell everybody how old I am. Well, I don't really remember. You're like seventy three or something, right? Oh, 71. <laughs> 71. 1975 so, I was born. Pearl so the bomb dropped, and so did I. That's right. Yeah. So. So looking back, so you, you know, one, you work extremely hard and you yeah. still don't miss a beat, especially for your age. Uh, you work harder than most people my age. Um, but looking back, did you ever think that you were going to be this successful and this well-known? Because you've been published really all over the world, um, numerous magazines, newspapers, you've had a million interviews. So looking back, did you ever think that you would be this big? Uh, nah, not this big, but I knew I was going to be something. You know, and I uh, became the Dragon Man back in New York uh, in 1967. I built the Dragon Motorcycle. I have uh, pictures here to show to people. See, that's the Dragon Motorcycle, if you guys never seen it. I built that in 1967. In the 60s, you had to build your own Harley Davidson. These days, everybody goes out with their mom's credit card and buys a brand new bike, has a brand new jacket. They got stick on tattoos. They got a screw on earring and they're a biker on Sundays. You know, when I grew up, it was, you know, you got to be tough, you know, in the 60s, 70s. So that was my idea to be wild. The dragon motorcycle, he shoots fire out of the mouth. And people used to go, hey, there goes the dragon man. And that's how I got the nickname. And it stuck with me the whole rest of my life. And uh, this is what I used to do when I was younger. Hey, look at that wheelie. Wow. That's something, huh? My, my record's a block and a half. That's actually a skid plate, the last fin. And once you go up, you can shift first, second, and third, and sparks scatter all over the street. Yeah. You know, back in the 60s and 70s, everybody wanted to be wild, and uh, that was my idea, to be wild. And it worked. I remember seeing a picture where you were doing a wheelie over, or you... you uh you were on your bike and you were going over, was oh, it like jump. four guys or yeah, something? Yeah, well, that was a biker party. Yeah. We kept lining up people, you know, uh, <laughs> until uh, we couldn't jump anymore, you know? Yeah, that's but, pretty crazy. Uh, you know, we did stuff like that back then. You know, we we're pretty wild. You know, people don't do that stuff anymore. You know? And growing up, were you, because um, you only went to, you only finished, was it, did seventh you finish? Grade. Okay, seventh yeah. grade. Yep. So what would you say to people now? Can they get away with only, you know? Oh, no high school diploma? Yeah. Well, uh, if I had a high school diploma, I don't know what I'd do with it. I'd probably hang it up in the bathroom, <laughs> you know. But uh, when I got kicked out of high school, uh, I think I was 15 years old, and they can't kick you out until you're 16. So they put me in Roberts Technical Trade School in New York City mm -hmm. to learn uh, mechanics and welding. And that's where I became, like, uh, mechanically inclined. So it really worked out good. And then you also have a ton of knowledge about um, military and history and all that. Right. And everything is self-taught. Right. Because right. I remember growing up, you were always sit, you know, at the kitchen table and uh, read a bunch of books. And you have, like, pretty much your own library. So everything that you know is, is self-taught, correct? That's correct, yep. It's, uh, it's what you want to learn. It's not what they make you learn, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I'm more, I know more now than a local history teacher in school. I could put them all on a trailer. Yeah, so it's good to know. So if you ever have to quit your day job, yeah. you could always be a teacher. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me, tell, uh, let me tell the people one thing. Iwo Jima, right? In 36 days, 6,821 Marines died February 19th to March 25th. I know a real lot about history. Yeah. Anything, really, anything they ask me. And and right now we're in your museum. How big is it, and what era does it cover? Yeah, well, I have a room for every major country from World War One, 1914, mm -hmm. all the way up to Afghanistan. So that covers like just about everything. And how how large is this building that we're in? Sixty-eight thousand square feet, and we're extending it another twenty thousand square feet in two more months. I'm out of room right now. I have over a thousand uniform mannequins, mm -hmm. ninety running vehicles. 3,000 working weapons, and uh, the uh, government museums can't even compare with mine. Plus, what makes mine special is everything works. The government museums, they wouldn't allow even one real bullet. Nothing could work. And you've had people travel all over the world, visit a bunch of other museums, and literally you've had so many people come and say that they 
your museum is yeah that you have more relics than any other museum and everything's authentic i deal with five collectors in europe for over 20 years that helps and i have a one-page ad in the worldwide military magazine and unfortunately a lot of the world war ii guys about four to six hundred a day are dying and uh the families are stuck with you know all that stuff they're finding foot lockers in the attic in the basement and hopefully they give me a call and uh, we make a deal and it ends up here so i could show people So the video is going pretty well so far. That it is, yeah. Yeah, everything is, uh, it's really interesting. He's a really interesting guy. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, I mean, I've always, even growing up with him, I've always found him to be very interesting. And it's true, like what he has accomplished and what he does is more than most people will accomplish in their lives. Yeah, Um, I've been through that museum. It's amazing. It really is, yeah. It's uh, And every time I go through it, there's always more stuff that he adds. And it's like, I don't even know how he finds... I mean, he said how he finds it, but it's it's just incredible that that really, at the end of the day, one person can find so many, you know, so much stuff to put in there. And, um, and like he said, everything runs. Um, it's all original. He has... Uh, he has like um, a bunch of uniforms with people's pictures where they're wearing it. So it makes it very authentic and, um, and it just gives you kind of, you know, kind of just uh, makes you, you know, brings you back down to, I guess, to reality. Yeah, it's, it's really awe-inspiring. All right, let's click play here again. So to date, what would you say your biggest accomplishment has been? Uh, the museum's definitely a big accomplishment. Just moving out here from New York and starting a business and making it work is an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, especially because you guys didn't know anybody right. when you I, first I moved. I know nobody, nobody know me. And I moved out here and, uh, you know, people from Colorado and they go, oh, look at this, this New Yorkers moving here, mm-hmm. you know. And then I, I always kid around with them, you know. They go, Dragon Man, you talk so fast. I go, well, you guys could talk as fast as I can, but you can't think what to say. <laughs> so, and then also when you guys first moved here, yeah. you and mom, so um, you guys just kind of wanted a, a total change and you ended up getting pigs and horses and right. cows. At one point you had like a hundred cows and 20 horses. Yeah, we went through the cowboy stage. Yeah, because I remember seeing pictures of you wearing, uh, you know, the... Cowboy hats and stuff, yeah. Uh, not even the cowboy hats, Dad. You wore the entire gear, the yeah. whole getup. Yeah, I had the six shooters, <laughs> everything. Yeah, the boots. <laughs> We used to take the uh, horses up to Gold Camp Road and rode, ride them around on Sundays, you know. But uh, I even built covered wagons, and I had them in a parade. Wow. I had draft horses. Wow. Yeah, I went through the whole thing. So what keeps you, what motivates you? What keeps you, you know, getting up every day and working as hard as you do? Well, if you want more and more stuff, you're going to have to work for it, right? And I'm so used to working, I can't even stop. Even a half a day I get off on Monday, after a couple hours, I have nothing to do. Yeah. You know, so uh, working, the whole thing here is my life. This is my life. I'll be working until I die. And how would you, how do you want your legacy to be carried out when you, if you, when you do pass away? Uh, well, I hope uh, you and Melissa keep this going, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe some taxidermist will stuff me illegally <laughs> and put me on a dragon bike and I could be in the Elvis room and... Uh, you know, you just keep everything going. It's a money-making place, you know? And uh, it's one-of-a-kind place. ATF told me that years ago. One-of-a-kind place. And yeah, I did it, me and Mom did it all by ourselves. Do you think that Mom would be proud of you for... Very proud. I mean, just the fact that you're keeping things going. Because we used oh, to always yeah. say she was the brains of the operation. Right. No offense to you, Dad. You would, you know, come up with the ideas, yeah. and Mom would execute them. And... Yeah. uh so I think when she, you know, when she left, I think we were all, we all freaked out a little bit because we weren't sure how, how things were going to continue. Right. Um, but you, you know, you're doing it. We did it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm old school. I, I don't even know how to tell you the truth. I don't even know how to put the computer on. Because, yeah. uh, but now, you know, now I'm on Facebook and, you know, I learned all that kind of stuff. I know. Um, Melissa and I regret teaching you how to use Facebook and uh, how to sell in sal- selfies. We got to teach you when you take a selfie, you yeah. can't take it down here. You got to like lift it up because you don't, yeah. otherwise you get the double chin. Yeah, okay. You know? <laughs> okay. Sounds good. All right. What's the next question? Uh, all right. Bored. All right. So. Are you going to shoot the gun again? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> 
let's see. So, okay, going back to mom. So, you have completely redecorated the house. Right. Um, it almost looks like the equivalency of Elvis in Graceland. Right. So... Your house, I mean, tell tell viewers, what does your house look like right now? Okay, well, if you ever see my Elvis room, you know, it's got gas pumps, pinball machines, slot machines, uh, jukeboxes, uh, gas cans. Uh, that's what it looks like. It's a real man cave. You know, and, every guy would be proud to live in there. And there's no refrigerator. Yeah, I don't need a There's no stove. I don't eat home. I don't need a stove. Uh, I go out in the morning for breakfast. I don't eat lunch. And I go out in the every afternoon, you know... After work for for dinner at all different places. Every all the restaurants know me. Yeah, in fact, uh, what was that maneuver that you pulled a few weeks ago and you brought the mannequins to the restaurant? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, ha I have three or four mannequins: uh, Barbara, Joyce, Jill, and uh, they all live with me in the house. You know, I have to talk to somebody. So uh, I treated them uh, a couple of weeks ago. I put them in my '55 Chevy and I took them to Black IP. And I uh, had to go out to the parking lot three times. I took three of them over there. I couldn't take Jill because she was sick. So I left her home. I put a blanket around her. But uh, everybody was looking at me. But I don't, you know, I don't care. You know, I'm happy. Yeah, they were probably... cheap date. They didn't want to go shopping. They didn't need makeup, you yeah. know. I mean, in, in all honesty, they were probably just jealous because you had like three really pretty girls, no, no, you know. They all uh, get along. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm saying everybody at the restaurant that was looking at you, they were oh, probably just yeah, jealous because, yeah. you know. And half of them knew that that's Dragon Man. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, uh, when they look at me and they see that, they go, oh, it's just a normal day. Um, what is something that most people don't know about you? Um... I think I think by now, by my brother Michael putting all my videos on YouTube, I think they know everything. I mean, they know they know what you know, like yeah. the, what the public sees and stuff. Um, yeah. Well, there's nothing. There's really... That's that's my life. Yeah. I work, go out to eat, come home, watch cable TV for an hour, and go to bed, and do it again the next day automatically. I don't even have an alarm clock. Automatically, every morning, 5:30 to 6 o'clock, I'm up. My clothes are all ready. Comb my hair. Lock the doors. Say goodbye to the girls, the mannequins in the house, and uh, get in my car, and I go to my uh, favorite restaurant, whatever one that is. IHOP, uh, I go to IHOP, uh, Einstein's Bagels, uh, Black IP, uh, Perkins, uh, Waffle House, uh, they all know me. Yeah. Yep. yeah, really, it's hard for you to go anywhere in town without anyone recognizing you. Right. And a lot of them, I just walk in, and they already know what I want to eat. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if anybody is interested in finding out more information about you, um, where could they find you? You oh, probably. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, um, Dragonmans, right? Yeah, dragonmans.com, you know, website. Uh huh. And uh, we, I have four Facebooks. Four, four of them. Yeah. Four Facebooks? Yeah. Dad, are you trying to catfish somebody? Yeah, no, we got one for the paintball, one for the dirt bike, uh, one for the military museum, and Dragonmans. But Dragon Man's is the one that the you mostly one, use, right, yeah. Right. And right now, you have like, I mean, you have a... 40,000 followers. Yeah, which is pretty good considering... Yeah. That happens to be 35,000 followers more than Obama. Wow. That's what I heard. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Obama's not very popular right yeah, now, he's but... He's boring. <laughs> he plays golf. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's the next question? i got to get back to work. I think, I think we've covered it all. Yeah. I mean, unless there's anything that you think that I should have asked. Um, yeah, not really. I just, uh, you know, young kids out there, if they want to get ahead, uh, they got to uh, start working. You know, that's the trouble with young kids these days. You know, they don't want to work for what they have. Yeah. You know, their mommy buys them everything. See, when I was young, I didn't get, you know, if I didn't work and, buy, and you know, get money, uh, my parents didn't care. You know, they cared, but they didn't. They really didn't have money to give me. So I had to really work for everything I had. So that's what young kids should really do. And if the young kids, you know, want a summer job, I am hiring right now. It, uh, I need target holders. It's 35 bucks an hour. All you do is hold the target. If you want to run back and forth, we pay 65 Okay? No high school diploma. Needed. All right, guys. You heard it there. If you want to apply, go to dragonmans.com. He's on Facebook, Dragonmans. Uh, great summer job. Um, I'm sure that they're going to be hiring all year round, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever lasted to get paid. Perfect. <laughs> Definitely. That's what I call a Jewish operation right there. there you go. Okay. All right. Well, see you nice later, guys. guys. Toodaloo. You like that? <laughs> oh, he cracks me up.
that that was pretty pretty amazing. A really good look inside uh, a guy who has a lot of no- notoriety. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I just didn't like what he said about the whole credit card thing because, yeah, if I could just get that credit card back and I don't have to adult, that would be great. Yeah, I that that seemed a little bit. But uh, it is. It, it is. It seemed pointed, actually. I know. I kind of. I'm glad that you said that because that's how I felt too. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, is 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 this a call out? Is this an intervention? Like, I no, don't know. Yeah, that no. was tough. For the record, uh, my dad does not support me. I completely support myself. I just, I actually just bought my first house. Oh. <laughs> Should we talk about my house? I mean. All right, yeah. But I bought my first house and I did it all by myself. And it's beautiful. All right, moving on. Okay, great. Thanks. All right. <laughs> Woo, I'm awake now. <laughs> so, um, next Let's play some prank calls. Prank calls. So remember when this was actually what we're going to play is our first prank call. And uh, I was actually kind of nervous. And you can tell that it's really hard to keep a straight face because it just considering the content, it just it was, I mean, just hysterical. And I think when I do prank calls by myself, I can keep a straight face. But Somehow, when I collaborate with you, it's uh, it's tough to keep the straight face. It's because I'm hilarious. And this one, this is one of my this is one of my favorites. Um, so we prank called a local store. Yep. And uh, actually, we're we're Facebook friends with this person. And after the call, she put on her Facebook that this was one of the f- best calls, and it made her day. Yeah, and she didn't even know. So it might seem juvenile to make these prank calls, but, um, you know, whatever, like that's our, juvenile's our middle name. I mean, I don't have a middle name, but if I did, it would probably be immature. Yeah, definitely. All right, here we go. Should we play it for him? Yeah. It's time for Prank Calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. Don't be nervous. Okay. Here we go. Thank you for calling Springs Armory. This is Jasmine. How can I help you? Yeah. Hi. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, I, I recently bought my first Mosin Nagat, and um, and it was really dirty. Um, is that? I mean, and I don't know if I bought it from your store or from another local store, but. It was just filthy, and I'm just wondering if that's the condition that it should be in. Mm, if it was a used, used firearm, sure, it could be, but if it was new, then definitely not. Well, the problem is, is it was just really oily, like it got all over my couch and my clothes and... Uh, just everywhere. I mean, it was just covered in oil. Okay, normally with um, new firearms, they will be very, very heavily lubricated to prevent any um, rust or aging issues, um, especially as it's settling. Okay, um, I mean, I'm just a little confused, so can I put my husband on the phone? Sure. Okay, one second. Honey! Honey! Yes. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Hello. 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 Who's this? I'm Jasmine with Springs Armory. Um, uh, uh, honey, what did you need? You gotta tell them about the emotion oh, I got. The gun, I've got it. Okay, so uh, did you tell her that it was so dirty that it's all over everything? <laughs> okay, so she told you that it was dirty. Um, so it's a Mosin Nagant. Uh. We've, we've got it. It's dirty. We've got black tar all over everything, all over our clothes. The worst part, it's all over our cat. Uh, I don't even understand. The cat must have rolled around on it or something. Do you know anything like, uh, how do we get this out of our clothes and our couch and all that? Okay. So, I don't know about any black. Um, let me get you with one of the guys in the back that deals with that. Um, I thought it was just like the lubrication that they usually put on them, but... Let me see what I can find out for you. Thank you so much, honey. Of course. This is Tammy. How can I help you? Uh, hello. Um, so we were calling about a Mosin that we had purchased, and it's just it's getting everything so dirty, and we don't really know what to do about that. And we were just looking for some advice, please. 
Um, to like get the cosmoline off of it. Cosmoto. What is it? The cosmoline, like the 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 main, like what the they like packing grease, basically. Oh, it's yeah, it is like a grease. It's all over the couch, all over our clothes. It's all over my face. It's in our hair. It's in our cat. I don't even. It's taken over our entire lives. Gotcha. Um, so what can there, we do? There's a couple of different things you can try. Um, uh, some people. Did you say uh, your name was Terry? Tammy. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me get my wife on the phone because when it comes to cleaning, she's the she's the pro. I'm going to get her on the other line just so we can both hear it, okay? Okay. Hold on one second. Honey! Yeah! Uh, pick, pick back up the phone. There's another person to talk to. Hello? Okay, okay. So th- we've got... Uh, We've got Tamara on the phone, and she's going to tell us how to do the, the she called it Cosmetol, Cosmetol, Cosmoline. That's what's all over Fluffy. Okay, uh, we're ready. I apologize. Thank you very much. No worries. So the Cosmoline is a packing grease that they use to keep the firearm from... Whoa, wait a um, minute. Honey, why did you buy a gun that had grease all over it? I, that, that's right. what the, they sold yeah, that's, me. Yeah, that's the Cosmoline. Okay. Um, so one of the ways that you can get it off of the gun is um, I've, I've heard of people like putting it in a hot car, um, like wrapped in a towel, and then kind of all of that will soak into the stuff. If you can, um, well, that would take kill. The, that would definitely kill our fluffy. Yeah, because we a lot of no, t- I'm saying it's, to it's get it off of the gun cat. so you don't get it off of, so you don't have it go on anything else. Oh, but okay. So we'll put the gun in the hot car, but we obviously can't put our cat in the hot car. Right, no. For getting it off of your clothes and off of um, the cat's fur, I mean, the cat, you're just going to have to actually, you know, shampoo them we, and everything like normal. Oh um, and we can bring it to, it to PetSmart, maybe. Use a similar solution that you would use to getting um, I just, or I just don't know what he was thinking fabric. buying this dirty gun. Yeah, it's, Like, why would you buy such a dirty gun, Malcolm? Uh, honestly, I just, at this point, uh, Tamara, if we could just, do you buy used guns? Because we, we've shot it a couple times, and honestly, at this point, I just don't want it anymore. Uh, we'll, I guess we're going to have to shave the cat, and, uh, like, can we bring it in, and maybe you could buy it from us? We don't need to make any money. For sure, yeah. Bring it in. We'll take a look at it. Um, people love Mosin so I'm sure we'd probably be able to sell it. I don't know how much we buy them for, but bring it in. We'll take a look at it, and we'll be able to tell you what we can do, okay? Now, now we paid $475. Do you think we can come close to that? No, not really, no. Usually, I think they're like 175 and Oh, that's my goodness. Like pushing it. Yeah. So, you, so, so wait a minute, um, Malcolm. You bought a dirty gun, and you them, got ripped so off. The they juke you. to be somebody that does that. And my husband's the one that will actually be able to assess it for value and be able to tell you how much they're going for on the current market. And this is, I just want to get rid of this gun. I mean, I it's ruined it's, our house, our clothes, our pussy cat. It's the it's absolute worst. We're going to bring it in, and thank you very much. And uh, so, we're, again, we're going to put the cat in the car, leave it in the hot car, and hopefully the Cosmoline will come out, right? No, not the cat. No, don't do that the, with the cat. The cat, you're just going to have to shampoo him like regular. Oh, my um, goodness. It, it, it'd be as if you, like, dropped, like, grease cats? from a car on him. Doesn't um, she realize that the cats don't even like baths? Yeah, I do. Uh, honestly, to- I, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's this kind of is- probably the only option that you have. I, I'm going to uh, wear Unless I- you're able to get him underneath, like, a blow dryer and put, like, a towel um, over him and then use the blow dryer to. I think to we should just put Fluffy down, honestly. See if it'll give him a towel. Don't you dare put talk about putting my cat down. That's the worst thing I've ever no, heard. No, I mean, say. your cat was never good anyway. Okay. It just gets hair everywhere. You are embarrassing me in front of Tamara. Please stop it. It's All just, right, uh, I'm sorry. We're we're gonna we'll we'll bring the gun in and thank you so very much. Uh, I've got some business that I need to take care of here. Thank First you. of all, quit no. okay. flirting no. with no. camera. You. Now you're flirting with No, stop it! I don't know why you're I doing get, this oh all the time. <laughs> oh shit! I don't even know why she talked to us that long because there were so many times when I couldn't even. I couldn't even. Everything I couldn't even. I just couldn't even. Mm-mm. Yeah. I still can't even. No, I can't even at all. Not even, not even a little bit. It does. It cracks me up that people talk to us this long. Oh, uh, she was so professional and we were so stupid. Yeah, it actually, I mean, really, I think we should we should call this segment How Great Is Your Customer Service? Because... They're all great. They're I, all amazing. Yeah. You guys will see. As you listen uh, in future episodes, we have quite a few prank calls on the back burner and everyone continues to talk to us. Like, I have yet to have anyone hang up on me. Yeah. I can't wait to play the one that uh, your dad was in because 
Holy. I was kind of thinking we should have played that for him because it was that. Maybe, but I'll be honest. I'm still a little bit scared. And uh, yeah, guy, he was so mad. I did prank call my dad. Um, Yay, daughter of the year here. Yeah, no, super mature. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you guys know that most of the gods, you know, they come with Cosmoline. And it's just, it's something that everyone has to deal with. I just but don't hopefully, understand. Hopefully you guys don't end up in our situation where it literally ruined your life. I mean, it was yeah. all of our our uh, clothes and our hair it, and it a, was all and over Fluffy. I just and, uh, I mean, and literally like we don't even know what happened to Fluffy. I'll tell you that Fluffy's we, not so fluffy anymore. We, when you started talking about putting the cat down, I just about lost my my well, my, my whole demeanor. Is I, it I changed. just didn't really care for you to you know you're you're flirting with. Uh, well, I heard that with, she's very beautiful. I don't I don't know. Oh, I I just that's what I heard. I guess I, I yeah. read it online. Yeah, I, okay. <laughs> in what like a Yelp review? <laughs> yeah, it was like. Uh, anyway, moving on. So hopefully, on. when we play this, we'll we'll share it with her now. Yeah, yeah. Now n- and now uh, that, uh, it's and official. I'm gonna change my name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, what's what you, next? You tell me. I think that we should talk about um, some gear. Tactic talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. If you could just put that down, that would be oh, great. It was uh, lighting effects. Yeah, I it don't see on my show. You guys can drink and play with guns on on my show, though. I mean, on your show, you can drink oh, and I was play like, with guns. Uh, on my show, you can just drink. No playing with guns, okay? This is not a real firearm. It's a certain... Well, I'm really glad that you addressed that because, you know, anybody who watches this, you know that that's the first thing that they're going to say. Oh, I know. And as an instructor, I just, I don't want that. I just, why... I don't want that for the show. I want it because I want people to make memes. That's, that's why I do what I do. It's so people can make funny memes about everything. Okay, let's pose for a meme. Okay. <laughs> so now going into uh, gear. So this week I received something from Huntack Gear, and it's their V1 series. Their V1 series includes a handguard, a foregrip, and a upper receiver. Super lightweight. And you know how I like the lightweight stuff because one, I'm a lightweight, but you're two, you're very weak. I know. I really am. I I'm. I have some issues and. Uh, Oh, even though I'm in my 30s now, I'm just I'm not ready to go to the gym. So in the meantime, I'm going to continue to buy all of the lightweight stuff. So right now, Sean is pulling up their handguard. Yep, it's beautiful. Wait, this is not the handguard. Uh, that's not their. Gosh, you know, Sean, you're always. You had one job. Oh, remember when you're like, we're winging this? No, we legit. Yeah, we are, are legit it. winging this. So. This is huntatgear.com uh, for those that are wondering. Oh, there we go, we go. The V1 series. V1 series, yes. So it has a really unique design. Unlike a lot of the handguards out there, um, I don't even know how to how to explain the design that it has. I would call it the loom, the loom pattern. It's like uh, when you're looking at a, a big old weaving loom, and you kind of see this, the, the 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 threads pulled through and creating some really cool geometric patterns. Uh, that's kind of what this reminds me of. It does, yeah. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Uh, so it's made out of um, aluminum. Definitely aluminum. Which is what most handguards are. It would suck if it was made out of like steel or cobalt because it would weigh ugh, like, I don't know, a thousand pounds. Lot. You couldn't lift it at all. Yeah. So literally, like speaking of weight, this thing only weighs 11.1 ounces and they have taken off any extra aluminum uh, wherever possible. Even the Picatinny rail that that's on there um, is skeletonized. Yeah, I, I will say I was impressed by where they took the weight off. So under the Picatinny rail, so you've got the, the underside of the Picatinny, they've removed material from there. The top mm-hmm. of the Picatinny, it goes down to a V in the middle of the, of it to drop that weight. Then each Picatinny is actually hollowed out a bit so that it's even more weight dropped. So tons of material removed and uh, pretty cool stuff. Uh, this guy actually listens to, to one of my shows and... Uh, I'm really impressed with some of the creativity here. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, it is M-Lock compatible uh, and has those little uh, uh, QDs. Yep, lots of QDs. I see two on each side and maybe on the bottom as well. Yeah. Uh, should we have a look at the um, 
the upper receiver that it comes with? Definitely. I'll find that while you talk about it. All right. So the upper receiver. So they carried the um, the same design throughout. So that Picatinny rail uh, continues throughout. And again, they've taken off a lot of, you know, extra material to reduce that weight. This actually weighs 6.25 ounces. Um, even like back there where that charging handle goes, they've even skeletonized that to reduce a lot of that weight. And uh, it's just, it's a really nice design. It just, it's, you know, it looks great, uh, weighs next to nothing. And it's funny because this AR that I'm building, I wasn't planning on making it under five pounds, but I wouldn't be surprised if this gun actually weighs less than my last build. Which is what, the F1 Firearms, right? Yeah, so the F1 Firearms, that actually, that receiver set is not very lightweight. I just really like the way that it looked. Um, but everything else that I chose on that firearm is is pretty. Uh, it's it's it weighs really next to nothing. Um, do you have anything to say about the upper receiver? Uh, you know, I just I like the aesthetic of it. So, like you said, they skeletonized a ton of stuff. They carved out a bunch of material in the Picatinny area uh, that continu- continues on from the handguard. And, uh, you know, back under where the charging handle goes, it's, it's skeletonized. It's good. It's good looking. Mm-hmm. And I think these days, like, look, the gun industry is a little bit in the tank right now. So people are looking for accessories for the guns they already own instead of, you know, buying a bunch of guns that they uh, maybe have already spent their money on. So when you have a design aesthetic like the F1 firearms stuff or just uh, the Spikes Brothers are hugely pop- popular for their design. And uh, now Huntack Gear is kind of jumping into this market with some really cleverly designed stuff. Now, does it hold up? Don't know yet. But they, I did actually, I mean, I talked to them because somebody on Instagram, they made a joke that, you know, don't drop the gun, it'll break. So I asked them what they did um, to test the durability. And they said that it's going to take hundreds of pounds before anything even remotely close happens. And, you know, in most handguards and receivers are made out of you know, that same aluminum. So obviously, you know, it does have some quite a bit of durability. Otherwise other companies wouldn't be using it. One thing that I do want to highlight. So that upper receiver is $120. And then the handguard, depending on, it comes in 13 inch and 15 inch, um, ranges from $187 to $205. And then they've also created this really cool angled foregrip. Um, which weighs like 1.125 ounces. And it just kind of, again, carries out with that really nice, uh, the aesthetics of it. It's skeletonized. And uh, I don't know. It looks, I mean, it looks really cool. Don't you think? Yeah, I feel like I could take it off and just stab somebody in their jugular. That's what I was kind of thinking. When all else fails and if your gun jams or, you know, you run out of ammunition, you could always use it to uh, kind of as like an ice pick. Yeah, I mean, it would take. A, you'd be. You'd have to be like, okay, hold on one second. I'm going to take this off and then take out the key mod or the M lock or whatever. It does come in both, actually. It does. And uh, you know, then take it off. Then proceed with the stabbing. And the stabination is, you know, it's an art form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could you could literally draw this and then a pistol and be like Voda. Seriously, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and this thing, this is MSRP is thirty five dollars. And why I'm super excited about this is uh, this brings me into the free advertisement section, um, which if anybody wants their company highlighted, you know, I, I understand advertising is expensive. So just uh, just email us with a free advertisement and uh, wait till you see what I'm going to highlight. And you can go to gunfunny.com slash contact to do so. Oh, thank you. Hey, you're welcome. I'm here to help. Uh, let's see. Let's let's play some audio. What, where, how much? Listener submitted advertisements because everyone deserves a first look. So there is this company that, um, well, first, let me go back. So on Instagram, you always see like all these awesome guns with different colors. I don't, you do. I do. I find like the, I honestly find really cool stuff. Yeah. So I found this uh, company that had uh, kind of like this chameleon color AR, and I figured my next gun, I want it to have some color. I don't want the entire thing to be, you know, uh, colored, but just, you know, bits and pieces. And uh, 
which, you know, going back to that foregrip, that's definitely going to get colored. But anyway, so one of the companies I wanted to highlight is called Gun Candy. And Gun Candy. Gun Candy. Yeah. <laughs> so they make a color additive for paint. And basically what you do is you buy um, just the color of it. You dump it into a jar of, or you dump in a jar of Gun Candy for every jar. Uh, you need four ounces of uh, either clear Duracoat or Cerakote. Yep. Shake it and then you apply it. And it's so funny because we were picking out colors the other day on the website and the the containers looked so much bigger. Yeah, they were like, I was like, oh, wow, look at this jug that we're going to get. Right. And uh, when we got it, it's literally just, it's like this big. It's really tiny. It's like not even like, an inch in diameter. It's like rouge. I'm just... It's just, yeah. And, and actually, so it's funny because like all the colors that we got are so pretty. I almost want to put it on my face as makeup. I think you should. It probably doesn't cause cancer. Mm. Just kidding. It I does. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> it does. So, uh, so you cancer. guys, if you guys are interested, they have solid colors. They have an awesome chameleon uh, color line. They range from ten to twenty dollars, and you can find them at guncandy.com. Yeah, a gun dash candy, I believe, right? No, I think it's just guncandy.com. Candy. Man, they they are so awesome. Like, I'm really excited. So. If you imagine like, uh, you know, a lot of the colors of hot rods that you see at gun shows where like when you change your angle or the sun changes or something, it uh, it it shows up in different colors. That's exactly what they've done. They've taken like that, the hot rods of, you know, past eras and brought it to your gun so you can hot rod the crap out of the cool guns that you have. So and really actually cool. and you're right. Uh, I stand corrected. So it is gun dash candy dot com. Oh, I mean, I'm always right. Eh, every now and then in a blue moon. Mm. Every day, actually. Actually, so remember when we went to Sephora the other day because we were trying to get you makeup that would make you look a little bit better on camera? So, literally, I'm pretty sure that they just, they took all of the colors that were in Sephora and they just decided to make, you know, gun candy out of it. Wow. That's what it looked like. Honestly, don't even know how to reply to that. That's not a thing that happened in the real world. Oh, you don't want me to give away your makeup secrets? Uh, You can tell from the shine. You can tell from the shine of my shiny cheeks. Well, I don't wear makeup. But you're much better than the last episode, the last show that you were on last night. No, I look legit the exact same. All right. So we won't talk about how you powder your nose. I don't. That's cocaine. So wrapping up because Sean's getting a little out of hand. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to my first show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I promise next show I might have, you know, my act together a little bit better. God, but, I hope uh, so. You know, that's that's the joy of it is uh, when we wing it, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I had fun. Um, you can find me uh, on social media, uh, Facebook. It's Gun Funny Show. Instagram, Gun Funny Show. Uh, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, which you can find on the website, which happens to be gunfunny.com. Exactly. So thanks so much, guys. I appreciate you listening. And thanks for sending me emails saying that I'm pretty. Uh, I've seen a bunch of them pop in, so pretty excited about that. I think that was for me. No, it was definitely for me. (laughs) See, I'm sure of it now. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.